Thanks for joining us today on the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you didn't know, we have a 24-7 prayer and referral hotline. And guess what? It's actually staffed by our own Teen Challenge staff members who are ready to pray with you anytime, anywhere. Just give us a call at 888-520-0620. And maybe you know someone, it might be a friend or a family member who's struggling with addiction and wants help. Please tell them about our program. And you can refer them to this same number, 888-520-0620, and we can help them begin their new life. Today's going to be our final session from our annual Pastors Conference. We're closing it out with our very own Ron Brown. Listen in as he shares about living in the truth so that you can always have a fresh anointing. We hope and pray that you are refreshed by the presence of the Lord in these times that we share together. And if you haven't had the chance yet, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel today. You'll be notified every time a new episode comes out, and it's a way for us to stay in touch during these difficult times. God bless you today, my friends. Uh, My name is Ron Brown. I have the privilege of serving as the executive director here. And our hope this year is to encourage you in the midst of this pandemic that you will be refreshed, that you will be renewed, Uh, And we're going to talk about um, how to get a new anointing, how to be refreshed in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, because you are anointed. Anointing is not a feeling, uh, but it's a position that the Holy Spirit has given to us. You know, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says that uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon us to make us witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And and I know that you have been faithfully witnessing uh, on your post, on your ministerial post where you are uh, in these difficult times. And maybe you've hit the COVID wall. I think we all have. But I want you to know that God is with you. He said he would never leave you. He would never forsake you. And he's walking along with you on this journey. And we just want to be a small part of the journey with you in this encouraging word that I hope will touch your hearts today. Uh, What what does it mean to have a fresh anointing? First of all, we want to talk about what is an anointing. Uh, But before I get to that, why does the church exist? Why did God institute the church? The church exists to be a witness to Jesus in the world. That word witness means martyr. You know, early Christian martyrs, they were witnesses to the reality of Christ and they gave their lives uh, for the sake of the gospel. But the witness that the Jesus wants from us is not a witness that takes us to our death, but he wants us to witness while we're living. That's a big challenge is to witness while we're living because there are so many distractions that come into our lives that pull us off course in our thinking. Uh, Sometimes our hearts get divided. We have many different hats we wear, all kind of issues that are going on. So how do we be a witness? How do we stay the course in the midst of all of the competing uh, issues uh, that come into our lives? You know, I had a a friend of mine who's... uh, a music minister at a local church. And a few years ago, uh, he, came, he called me and he was very uh, disturbed because his senior pastor had asked him, what do you believe is the length of the shelf life of a worship leader? And he's like, what do you mean? You know, the church was going through a time when they wanted to have younger people on the, on the stage. He'd been the worship leader for about 15, maybe 16 years, still very anointed. 
doing a great job, but they wanted to make some changes. And it's like, what is a shelf life? There's no shelf life in the anointing. We're not fruits and vegetables on a stand. We are the people of God. And when we're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. So I want you to know that there is no shelf life on the anointing that is on your life. You may be discouraged, you may be going through a valley, maybe you're on a mountaintop today, but I want you to know that there is no shelf life. When God calls us and appoints us to serve in his kingdom, his anointing is there never to be lifted in Jesus' name. You know, Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Hallelujah. And my brothers and sisters, I want you to know that God is with you. He has anointed you to disrupt to destroy and to push back the darkness, hallelujah, that is in this world that is plaguing so many people. And so there's no shelf life to the anointing. So continue your journey, continue to move forward under the leadership and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit places us in the body of Christ when we're born again. And this gives us our position in Christ. I say what the Holy Spirit does is he gives us the ability to be who God's called us to be, sons and daughters of the King. He gives us the ability to see the hope of our calling. He gives us the ability to say what only the Father has told us to say, and he gives us the ability to do what the Father has called us to do. And so the Holy Spirit is that divine enablement. So we have the ability to be the servants of God because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that placed us in the body of Christ. We have the ability to see the hope of our calling because he enlightens the eyes of our understanding so that we can see Jesus and we can see what God is calling us to do. And he also anoints our lips so that we can speak the word of God. The word of faith is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. So continue to speak the word of God with power and demonstration. And that's the ability to do. It's the Holy Spirit who comes upon us, who gives us the ability to do the works of the ministry, to lay hands on the sick so that they will recover, to give words of hope and affirmation to people who are despondent uh, and hopeless, uh, to, to speak the word of God with power and authority so that people are cut in their hearts with the gospel and they cry out, what must I do to be saved? He's the same yesterday, today and forever. The anointing is the special ability or favor to accomplish the calling given to us by God in a manner that glorifies him. The purpose of the anointing is always to glorify God. Um, and I know that that's your desire, pastors, is you want to glorify God in all that you say and do. But this uh, ability to, to live and to dwell in the anointing comes from abiding in the presence of the Lord. And we're going to read a passage of scripture uh, from 1 John that talks about this abiding anointing that is in each one of us. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whosoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. 
Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad about that today? John goes on in verse 26 and says, I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real and not counterfeit, just as it is in you, it, you will remain in him. So what was John getting at? There was uh, some false teachers who were in the earth at that time who were disturbing the people of God. And John was saying, stay true to what you have received. Stay true to the word of God. Certainly they had the Torah, they had the Old Testament, so they had received that word. You know, the Bible that we have today was not written. Uh, they may have had some letters uh, from Paul and others that were circulating throughout the, uh, the beginning of the church. But what had they received? from the beginning. They had received from the beginning that Jesus is the Christ and that they were not supposed to let go of that. If we stay true to the teachings of the word of God, if we stay true to all that he has promised and all that he has spoken to us through the holy prophets and, and through the New Testament, then we will be able to abide in the anointing. And so it's a position of abiding is where the anointing come from. So if we want to be refreshed, it's about getting back to that place that we spend time in the presence of the Lord, time in prayer, time in worship, time in the word, time in fellowship. This is when we are able to continue to connect to our call. We're continue to, we are able to continue to connect to the one who called us and be who God's called us to be. It's about staying true to what we have heard from the beginning. We are able to abide because we continue to exercise faith based on what we heard. Now, in the Jewish mindset, if you hear, it was for the purpose of obeying. You know, sometimes today when we hear, it's just to tickle our ears. Uh, I know you may have experienced that maybe with some of the folks that have flowed in and out of your churches, that people just want to hear a new word. They want to hear a new doctrine, uh, but they have no intention of walking it out. But really what John was saying here is that what we have heard from the beginning is what we live, it's what we practice, it's what we do. And that's what you've been doing. There's a temptation sometimes because of the ebbs and flows of things in the world uh, for us to cast our eye over to the other side. But Jesus made it very clear that he brought us out of the world. Aren't you glad about that? And the world, he said, will hate you. Why? Because we don't go along with the spirit of this age and the spirit of the world that will try to bring us out from what we have heard from the beginning to start practicing things uh, that are contemporary, such as what is the shelf life of a worship leader? I thought, my, what a, what a thing to say to someone and uh, what is your shelf life? I want you to know that he is the alpha, the omega. He's the beginning and the end. 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So you continue to persevere in the call and the anointing that the Lord has on your life. In John chapter 14, verse 26, the word of God says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. You have, uh, through the Holy Spirit, he takes what Jesus says, he takes what the Father says, and he transmits that to us. And so the Holy Spirit is active in everything that we say and everything that we do. I know sometimes people have difficulty understanding the Trinity and how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit works together as one. Uh, But I want you to know all you have to do is lean in day by day to the scriptures and the Holy Spirit will lead you through the word of God and he will refresh you over and over and over and over again. Aren't you glad about that? I'm glad about that. There's no reason for us to give up our hope, for us to lose our strength and our joy, because it's not about us, it's all about him. Jesus told his disciples that the Holy Spirit would teach them and would guide them into all truth. So what causes the anointing to be fresh in our lives? It's living in the truth. Staying away from the lies, staying away from the the things that are relevant that people want to pull you into, but it's staying with the truth. Sometimes people may say, you're old-fashioned. You need to change with the times. I'm not saying that we can't update our presentation of, of how we share the gospel, but stay with the truth of the word of God. If we get away from the truth, then we get away from the anointing. We lose our hope. We lose our ability to stand in the midst of this evil day that we are in. I had a pastor friend of mine years ago say, a doctrine adored is a doctrine ignored. In other words, if we major on one part of the word of truth, then what we have done is we've ignored a whole lot of other parts of the truth. And so it's very important that we rightly divide the word of truth, that we teach the full counsel of God's word, not only to our people that are coming into our congregations, but we have to live the full counsel of God's word. And I know that's a challenge sometimes because people want you to focus on a certain doctrine or a certain teaching that may be going around in the body of Christ and, 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 and they want you to just focus on those things. Listen. Stay with the full counsel of the word of God because the truth is where the anointing flourishes. Hallelujah. The anointing won't flourish where there is a lie. And so he wants us to live the truth. He wants us to teach the truth, sing the truth, speak the truth, uh, and, and live it out in fellowship in our churches. And I know that's what you're doing. So even though uh, it might be difficult, especially in this pandemic moment when you're hearing so many voices that are telling you what to do, lean into the truth of the word of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Lean into the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay with what you've heard from the beginning and allow the atmosphere of truth to continually refresh you. If you're living in the truth, then you will always have a fresh anointing. So a fresh anointing, you don't need to go to a retreat up on a mountain. You don't need to go to get in a cabin by the lake, although those are nice things to do. Uh, But just say, Lord, I'm staying with the truth from what I've heard and what I've seen from the beginning. And that truth will continue to work in you. You don't have to worry about burnout or any of those kind of things because you will be fresh 
every single day as the anointing of the Holy Spirit works in and through your life. Really what we do, uh, another part of the anointing on our lives is, is to receive what is going on in heaven and transmit that to the people that we're ministering to. Uh, we need to hear what the Spirit of God wants us to do in these hours. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting at verse number 9, it says, This is what the Scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. For who knows a person's thoughts except the own, their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Holy Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. Hallelujah. Those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. And so this is what practicing the truth will do. Because if you want to know what the language of the Holy Spirit is, he speaks the Word of God. He takes what Jesus has spoken and revealed, and he breathes that into the atmosphere. He breathes that into our hearts. He breathes that into our services, into our sermons, into our ministry together. And so the word of God contains the spirit of God because his words are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. And so the Holy Spirit is always speaking the word of God to us. So listen, you know, in the Old Testament, it was the prophets, the priests, and the kings who were anointed with the anointing oil. So anointing means to be set apart. And they were set apart for their specific roles uh, in society. And the anointing was a symbol of God's favor and affirmation upon their lives. Uh, and so it, they, they would anoint them with oil and then they would establish them and place them in office. I want you to know that when we were born again, the Holy Spirit came and anointed us and placed us in the body of Christ. And then when God called you into the ministry, the anointing came upon you and set you apart for the ministry that you are now leading. The Holy Spirit has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. So let the Holy Spirit continue to lead and guide you. Make your decisions based on the Holy Spirit's leadership and guidance. How do you know when the Holy Spirit is leading you? He leads you through the word of God. He leads you out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. You, you need to have mentors and people in your life that you trust who are able to speak with you, that you're able to fellowship with uh, and, and have them help you and guide you uh, in your ministry. Uh, we can't do this alone. There's a spirit of humility that we all have to have uh, and allow other people to speak into our lives. So don't isolate yourself, um, but have around you some mature uh, ministers of the gospel that you speak to because they can help you to deserve 
discern uh, what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Uh, God doesn't want us to try to figure this out by feeling around in the darkness, but he's given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness and to our call. He's given us the Word of God, the truth that we have heard from the beginning. He's given us the Holy Spirit to help us to understand, and he opened up our understanding. He's given us the body of Christ so that there are ministry gifts of teaching and and preaching and pastoral gifts um, and prophetic gifts that speak into our lives to help us to stay on course. So stay with what God has called you and remember that you are not alone. Hallelujah. In Psalm 92 verse 10, uh, it says, but you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Psalm 92.10. The writer of the psalm here is saying that, God, you have exalted, you have given strength to me. Hallelujah. Do you feel weak today? I want you to know today that God has, has exalted your horn. He has given you strength. Hallelujah. That comes from the Holy Spirit. He has given you strength today so that you are, have the enabling power uh, and the dignity to walk in the dominion that God has called you to. You are triumphant. You are victorious. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are able to accomplish what God has called you to do. And so the writer of the psalm is saying here, but you have exalted my horn. You've given me strength like the wild ox. Hallelujah. You may not feel like you got a lot of strength like the wild ox. Maybe your arms are drooping today <laughs> like Moses when he was in the battle and he needed Aaron and Hur to lift up his arms and this pandemic is wearing on and, and then the, 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 the marches for social justice and how do you answer the contemporary issues of the day to, so that people understand and are able to move forward. These things sometimes weigh on us but I want you to know that God has a, has a exalted your strength. Be strong, be bold, be courageous. The Lord your God is with you. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait for a special feeling to come. See, some people think, well, the anointing is a special feeling. Well, certainly you can feel the power of the Holy Spirit as he moves through you. But when you give yourself over to him and you abide in him, you give him your heart, your mind, you give him your thoughts. And, you know, you're not being conformed to this world, but you're being transformed by renewing your mind. The Holy Spirit will work in and through you. And sometimes you feel and sometimes you don't feel. So you don't go by feelings, you go by faith in the word of God, that word that you have heard from the beginning, and you will see the refreshing, anointing, glorious breeze of the Holy Spirit continue to blow through your life. And the psalmist says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. God has given me fresh strength. He's given me fresh favor. He's given me fresh victory over the enemy. Don't ever forget, we are in a spiritual battle. The enemy comes against us, but Paul told Timothy to fight the good fight of faith and to lay hold of the eternal life to which we were called. And so I want to encourage you today, don't be weary in well-doing, but continue to reach out to the Lord. He is with you. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, uh, David was anointed by, uh, by Samuel uh, to become the next king of Israel. It says in verse 13, so Samuel took the horn of oil he anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. From that day on, from that day on, the spirit of God came upon David. There is no shelf life. 
Hallelujah. From that day on, the Spirit of God came upon him. And I want you to know there may be times when the Spirit lifts and there may be times when you feel him heavily upon you as the glory of God is upon is moving in your midst. But I want you to know from that time on, the anointing was upon David's life. And from that time on, since the Lord called you, appointed you, and placed you and anointed you, the Spirit of God has not left you. And he will never leave you. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? We can rest in this, this thought and in this truth that God is with us, that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. So my brothers and sisters, be strengthened today. Know that God is with you. Know that he's walking with you. Know that he's for you. And no matter what is against you, you will succeed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Verse 13 through 15, I want to read of John. I, I, I mentioned it a moment ago, but I just want to read this passage to you. Jesus spoke to his disciples, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will receive that which I have spoken, hallelujah, and make it known to you. Verse 15 says, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said to you, the Spirit will receive it from me, and he'll make it known to you. Keys to the anointing. First of all, prayer. Second, praise and worship. Fellowship and exercising spiritual gifts. See, God has given spiritual gifts, and many times what we do, if we get into a pattern of, of, of how we do our ministry, we can neglect using our spiritual gifts. I want to encourage you to really look at how you're doing your ministry. There are patterns that we fall into. It's kind of part of our human nature. Uh, don't fall into a pattern that we are moving away from the fullness of the expression of God's glory in our lives. Pray. Involve yourself in worship and fellowship with the brothers and sisters, but also exercise your spiritual gifts. You have a spiritual gift for teaching. You have a spiritual gift for exhorting. You have a spiritual gift for preaching and ministry, but you also have other gifts. Let the Lord give the full expression of his gifting through you so that you will be refreshed because when you use your gifts, there's a joy that comes, hallelujah, that springs up on the inside of you. As a matter of fact, the word charis uh, means grace, which is God's power that works upon us. And then we have the charismata, charismata, if you will, which is the spiritual gifts. And then the word chara, C-H-A-R-A, uh, is joy. And so when we use our spiritual gifts, we access more of the grace of God's power in our lives and we're filled with joy. Hallelujah. And that is a refreshing that no one can take away from you. And so if we are regularly exercising our spiritual gifts, we should be filled with joy. 
that gives us strength, that keeps us fresh for the journey, hallelujah, and causes us to fulfill the fullness of God's purpose in our lives. Romans 8, 26 says this, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, and he searches our hearts, hallelujah, and he knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. The Holy Spirit leads us in our prayer life. Hallelujah. Adventures in prayer. Set aside those times when you just have that adventure in prayer as the Holy Spirit leads you, searching the mind of God, giving you the plan and the vision uh, for the church uh, month after month, week after week. Maybe he'll give you a whole year uh, panoramic view of how you're to set up your messages. This is all part of the refreshing that comes from fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Remain, abide, fellowship. John 15 talks so much about that, you know, about abiding in the vine, that when we're connected in this place, that's where the refreshing comes from. Yes, we, we love it when maybe someone gets healed or a miracle happens in the sanctuary. That's powerful and it, it invigorates our faith. But day by day by day, when we abide in his presence, there is a refreshing, hallelujah, that it's like an artesian well that is always springing up on the inside and it never, ever runs dry. And that's the place that we are to live. That's the place we are to abide. That's the place that we are to stay because it is in that place that we will always have freshness and vibrancy for the ministry that God has called us to. And it's living in the truth. As I get ready to close, uh, Elisha had a servant named Gehazi. Gehazi had been around the anointing. He had seen so many miracles that were worked through the prophet Elisha. You know, he had that double portion anointing that he received after Elijah was taken up in the chariot of fire. And Gehazi had walked along this journey with Elisha for a long time. And uh, Naaman the Syrian came, and you know the story of how uh, God healed him as he dipped in the Jordan. And he wanted to give some, some money uh, to Elisha. He said, no, just go and be blessed. But Gehazi ran down the road, you know the story, and he received those goods and, and tried to hide it from the prophet. Gehazi was not a person who lived in the truth. He was around the truth. <laughs> he had access to the truth. He was around the anointing. Saw it all the time. But he didn't live and abide and dwell in that place. And as a result, on the inside, he became, in what Psalm 92 says, he became a senseless man. He became a person who no longer had a compass uh, 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 that was led by the Lord. He became uh, just broken on the inside. And so he gave in to greed and those things that pulled him away from the presence of God. We can't just be around the truth. We can't just be around the anointing. We have to live and dwell in the truth. It keeps us safe. It keeps us from being deceived and pulled away in any way from the things that God has called us to do. I'm so glad that we're on this journey with you. I pray that as you 
hear the messages that you will hear during this pastor's conference that the Holy Spirit will breathe new strength into you. You will really see that your horn is exalted, that your strength is full in the Lord, and you will have that fresh oil, that fresh anointing that comes. But that spirit, that refreshing can be with you day after day after day after day after day as you live in the truth, as you abide in fellowship with God through the Holy Spirit, as you praise the Lord, as you fellowship and as you open yourself up to to be fully used in your spiritual gifting, that the Holy Spirit will continually refresh you day by day, moment by moment. Not that you aren't already doing that, I'm sure that you are, but allow this special time in these moments that we have together during this conference to just remind you and just reinforce those powerful, great spiritual habits that you're already doing to walk in the fullness of God's power, his grace, his strength, and his anointing upon your life. And it will be seen upon you. You know, the anointing is not for buildings. Thank God for the beautiful buildings we worship in. The anointing is for flesh. He comes upon all flesh. Hallelujah. He dwells in temples of clay. And so the anointing is for people. And so God's anointing is upon you. Your people are anointed. Everybody in your congregation is anointed. Well, brother, you don't know. No, I'm telling everybody, if they're born again and they know Jesus, they are anointed. Amen. Now, what you have to do is you have to teach them how to connect to that anointing. (laughs) Hallelujah. So that more and more of that will be seen in the way that they live out their lives. Because if we're born again, we have the Holy Spirit in us and we have an anointing that will teach us all things according to 1 John 2. And so everybody in your congregation, if they know Jesus, they are anointed. Oh, brother, hallelujah, amen. We got some work to do, don't we? (laughs) We wanna keep them connected to that anointing so that they will grow from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and they'll be able to access the fullness of that strength and the fullness of that power that transforms their character. But they are anointed, amen. Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for this time that we share together in your word today. I pray that you would take the feeble words that I spoke, translate that into a message, Lord, that will encourage their hearts as they continue on this powerful journey. And may they be refreshed. May they have a fresh anointing day after day after day as they abide with you, recognizing that they've been anointed to be anointed to see, anointed to say, and anointed to do by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.